Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Thank you. Thank you. I feel the love. God bless you. Please be seated. Make yourself comfortable. Thank you, worship team. You did a wonderful job. Uh, It's been a while, actually, since I have... uh, since I've actually travelled and preached, um, this is actually my first ministry trip of the year. I've been, uh, I went, uh, for those of you who don't know me, give me a wave. You don't, you, first time, lovely to meet you. Uh, this is what I say when we're on our first date. Uh, your pastors love me, so should you. There you go. That's, so, um, so I would... Uh, normally be doing this full time. Obviously, COVID threw a bit of a spanner in the works, and I was just getting back on on my feet. And I went to Perth for Christmas back in December. Um, and my mum, I'm a Perth girl originally. Any Perth people born and bred? Any Sandgropers? Yes, lovely, great. Any West Coast Eagles supporters here? It's a BA. You're still keeping the faith. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> ignoring them this year. Uh, <laughs> But um, I went to Perth for Christmas and my mum had a fall and broke her hip. And so I've been in full-time carer mode for the last seven months. And I have left mum with my brother. And this is my, my first getaway for the year. All that to say that, that you're going you're to receive the full force of seven months of prophetic frustration. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm heating up already. Oh, the fire. Here you go. There you go. There you go, Harlan. There's the mantle. Hey. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I thank you for what you are doing here, C3 Monash. I thank you, Father, for Pastors James, Tammy, Tam, the whole Father God, uh, the whole congregation, every person here today under the sound of my voice. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, right now, let let, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Lord Jesus, on earth as it is in heaven, have your way and have your say today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to appreciate the worship team, by the way. Sister worship leader, uh, what's your name? This one here in the, with the stripe. There she is. She's holding a baby. up the, What's your name? Ange. Ange, you sing like an angel. There is such a purity about your sound, because it actually flows from a, a clean well. But I heard the Lord say to me, and by the way, for the record, I don't hear audible voices. When I say things like I hear, I sense, it's literally just like an impression I'm giving voice to. You know, my track record's pretty good just, just for the record. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but you know, I, you never know if you never go, right? I'm never 100% sure. I do all of this by faith. And what I, what I actually saw on you, Ange, was a teaching gift. A gift to teach and to bring clarity to people. Bring clarity of the word. To make complex things simple. And, uh, but I just want to say that what you're doing in, in worship is actually also preparation for another platform. And so keep doing what you're doing. You're a blessing. Yeah, isn't she? It's beautiful. Amen. And Brother Keyboard, where are you? Brody, 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 go for that prophetic space. Right? That, you've got a gift of prophecy. You're, you're prophetic. You're creative. You're, that's how you're wired. Have been misunderstood in times past. Have, have had seasons where um, you have thought differently and... That has brought you a bit, a bit of heartache. But I just want to encourage you to, to go into the deep waters when it comes to this prophetic stuff. Okay? It's something that you can dip your toe in. But, but I see you going deeper, deeper. Take more risks. You're a bit of a perfectionist. But perfectionism isn't what pleases God. It's faith. 
and faith demands risk and can be a bit messy. But that's what pleases God. And not only that, it's going to unlock something in you. It's going to break something open in you. So the stream that runs is going to be a mighty rushing river. And it's going to be in that prophetic zone. So, so go, go for it. Your pastors can really help you and encourage you in, in, in that as well. Prod him, prod him, prod him. In Jesus' name. Okay, scripture for the day. If you're into message titles, I've called this Paradigm Shifts and Present Truth. Paradigm shifts and present truth. But if by the time I'm finished, you can come up with something a bit more imaginative, please come and tell me. This is, this is hot off the press. Only my husband has heard this. I preached it to him over the phone. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 12. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Everyone say present truth. In the NIV, Peter said, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them, and are firmly established in the truth you now have. Everyone say present truth. Okay, lock that in. Lock that in. For those of you who don't know me, I, I have Italian heritage. Um, my father migrated. So I'm first generation Aussie. So my father migrated from a region called Abruzzo. In Italy, he came to Australia at the age of 21. All the, all the Durazios got off the boat in Fremantle and there they stayed. And I uh, am proud of my migrant heritage. My father always told us that we, in actual fact, had Spanish heritage, that we had originated in Spain. And so we had migrated from Spain to Italy. Now, I'd heard this for, for so many years, for a few decades, that I really took this on board. I really took this on board that, yeah, I'm Aussie Italian, but really I'm Spanish. Because right? that's, that's where we came from. That's where we originated. And, you know, this was so ingrained in me. I mean, back, I mean, back in the, the 90s, my favourite actor was Antonio Banderas. Who, who knows Antonio, eh? Your puss in boots. Who, how many of you know? That's, that's Antonio. That's that's. And, 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 so, and so much so that, now any Italians here, you might be appalled by what I'm about to say. I do, I do, love, I do love the home country, but when I went to Spain, I actually felt a bit more at home there. They're just a bit more chilled the Italian, than the Italians. Italy's full of people like me. They stress me out after a while. I just want to get over the border, go to Austria, where they're a little bit more calmed down. Great, a lot of great things about Italy. Don't misunderstand me. It's the best, but then there's, you know, Italy can drive you nuts. I'm just saying, you know, especially trying to organise something or, you know, it, it, it's difficult. I went to Spain. I love Spain. Anyone been to Spain? You know, they're, 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 they're just, it's more chilled kind of vibe in, in Spain because I've got Spanish heritage. Um, I, I've even been known to support Spain against Australia or Italy. Um, we've got a picture there. Where's, where's my production? You got, the, you got that photo? Whack him up quick. So I, I've got proof. There we go. <laughs> Viva España! There I am with my Spain T-shirt. Never against the Socceroos. For the record, never, ever, 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 ever will I, will I uh, cheer for another side against the Socceroos. No. And if Socceroos are out, I go for Argentina. I'm not stupid. So here we go. So here I am. I'm, I'm Spanish. How many of you are familiar with the Ancestry.com DNA kit? Any of you ever, ever done that? For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you, by means of your, your saliva, can be tested, right, to, to, to ascertain, to, to find out what, who, who you are. Who you are. Like, what? am I comprised of? I actually bought this kit for my husband, who's adopted. And I said to him, on birth certificate, father unknown, and I'm saying to him, babe, babe, what if your, your birth father is out there and, like, he never had kids? What if he's rich? <laughs> hey, there definitely is Italian in me, right? And, then, what, what, and what if he's rich? And 
and he's looking, you know, he's looking for, for, for someone to leave it to. Uh, my husband wasn't interested. So last year I thought, eh, I'm going to use this kit, right? And, and, you, and you send away your saliva to a lab. And they do whatever, hoodoo do, guru, whatever, they do, 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 hocus pocus, they do over. <laughs> anyway, and, they, and, and they send you back a report. I received, here are your DNA results. And so I'm going through my results. First up, 28% Southern Italy. Well, no surprise there, okay? 28% Southern Italy. Next thing was Scottish, which I knew I had Scottish heritage from my grandmother on my mum's side, so mum's mum. I knew, to be honest, I'd be surprised by how much there was. And as I went down the list, I've got Irish, I've got Corn, from Cornish, there's, there's England in there, I've got Greek, I've got Albanian, I'm going down the list, 1% Norwegian, where the heck is Spain? <laughs> Not one skerrick of Spanish blood in me. I'm like, but hang on, we're supposed to be from Spain. In fact, back in the old country, our family were called the Espanol. In our village, we were known as Espanol. So, Espanoli in Italian is the, the, the Spaniards. Espanol, and in our dialect, they got cut to Espanol. I'm thinking, hang on, we're the Espanol. Why do I not have any Spanish, Spanish DNA? Well, my dad is no longer with us. He went to be with Jesus nearly 30 years ago. So I couldn't take him on because I'm telling you, I was ready to... What's this Espanol business, Dad? So I asked Mum. I said, Mum, I thought we had Spanish heritage and she'd been told the same story. I said, well, I'm a bit confused because I don't have any Spanish heritage turning up in my DNA. Well, I was on a mission to find out what was going on. So I was asking one of my cousins, one of my Durazio cousins, I said, Gaz, have you ever heard anything about us having Spanish heritage? He goes, oh, Espanol? Yes, the Espanol. What, what is that about? I said, I've just done my DNA and there's not one drop of evidence that we have Spanish heritage. And he said, oh, I'll tell you what Espanol is about. He said, our great, 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 great grandfather went on a holiday to Spain. <laughs> and he was there for some time. And so when he came back to Italy, he was nicknamed El Spaniolo, the Spanish, and all his family from that point on became known as Espanol. Because there were a lot of Durazios in this particular village, quite a common name in that region. And to distinguish our family from the others, we were Espanol. Everyone say present truth. Now I have a choice. Do I continue to believe that I have Spanish heritage just because I've been told it for the last six decades? Do I choose... To, to believe, because I was told on good authority by someone who should know, when I am now confronted with evidence to the contrary. And so, personally, I have had to upgrade my believing. I've had to make the paradigm shift of all paradigm shifts, that I'm not Spanish at all. I don't even identify as Spanish, because the evidence is to the contrary. That I am for the most part, Italian Scottish. <laughs> and so I want to encourage us today because there is something called present truth. Present truth that God wants us to be established in. That when we are presented, presented with a new revelation, when we are presented with evidence to the contrary to what we've been believed, that we have the ability to shift our paradigm, to be flexible. 
I think we have often uh, focused on not being like flighty and changeable and double-minded, but there is something called flexibility, flexibility in the kingdom of God where, where we shift and adjust to come in alignment with present truth. I thank God that a Catholic priest back in the 17, 1500s called Martin Luther, that he stepped into present truth. He got a revelation from Romans chapter 1. And it says, well, don't, I think it's verse, verse 18, verse 17. In the early 1500s, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. That scripture was always there. Okay? It's not that something new has been added to the Bible. That scripture was always there. The just shall live by faith. And yet he was a Catholic priest. And a person was made just by what they did, by their penance, by their uh, indulgences, it was called back in the day, where they could actually pay the priest. They could pay the church in order to be made righteous. And, and Martin Luther had a look. The word of God hit him between the eyes. Spirit of revelation breathed on that scripture. He goes, hang on. Hang on. And I thank God that he received present truth. That he didn't say, this is the way it's always been. Oh, no. This is the way it's always done. And he is known as the 95 Theses. He actually, it would have been social media these days. He would have banged on about it on social media. But what he did is that he, he wrote out. He wrote out and challenged the Catholic Church. Challenged them. It said that, that we are made just, not by what we do, but what by Jesus has done on the cross. And we receive that by faith. And he banged it on the door of, of Catholic Church in Wittenberg in Germany. And it sparked the Protestant Reformation. Present truth. We still, we still stand in that present truth. That did not go away. There would not be anyone, any born again, evangelical or charismatic Pentecostal Christian who would not believe that that, that essential truth that is by by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That is fundamental. We might disagree on a whole lot of things, but that, but it never always was so. Same thing happened in 1600s with water baptism and the Baptists and the Anabaptists because babies were christened, right? And some churches still practice that. That at that point, you are you are now in. You are adopted, you're in the household of God, you, you, that's it, right? Baby, blunk, dunk, I was dunked. Dunk. But the Baptists said, hang on, says in the Gospel of Mark, believe and be baptised, right? So, that, that, so a change, I'm giving you a bit of church history here, getting more than your money's worth this morning, right? So not bad teaching from, from someone who isn't a teacher. So they, hey, we're seeing, and so this will happen and continue to happen. I could go through church history, and there have been moments in church history where whew, revelation has come, and there has been the option, the choice, whether to accept and step into present truth. The denomination in which I was uh, discipled in, when I got born again at the age of 19, I'm a Catholic girl, born and bred, but got born again at the age of 19. And I was a part of um, a, a movement of churches called the Apostolic Church of Australia, which is now called Acts Global Churches. When I was born again in 1980, it was still of the, in, in the era when women had to keep silent in the church. It's not that long ago. Women weren't ordained in ministry. Women couldn't be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Uh, they just only stopped wearing head coverings. And so they had very strong theology about the role of women in the church. But to their credit, in the 90s, after much study and, and, and discussion and like the executive of that movement nationally would come together and there was papers that were presented. 
I'm not saying this process just happens like, okay, someone might just get a thought and then that's it. There was much, because we have the mind of Christ, right? We, not just me, we. And revelation can come through conversation. That's what's happening in your church. That's what's happening as you guys gather. Gather, revelation comes through conversation. What you were just sharing, um, Pastor James, about, you know, the, the last week and discussion, conversation. That actually is God's modus operandi for this new era. So, you know, still be a place for this sort of thing, but for the most part, the table. The table is the most important motif, metaphor, emblem for, what, for this new wineskin, for this new day. And so I uh, went off on a tangent, bring it back. So the apostolic church, they came to the conclusion that, yes, God can speak through women. And there is neither slave nor free, Jew nor Greek, male nor female in Christ. And they made a change accordingly. Present truth. Now, that had a flow-on effect, right? That released women. See, whenever we go into present truth, when we're prepared to change our minds, I prophesy that we will have the humility and the teachability to change our minds when the Holy Spirit corrects us, whether it's about ourselves personally. Some of you, the present truth you need to be upgraded into is about yourself. About yourself. Maybe you've been told you, you have always been and God wants to speak something new to you. And so I could go on and on and on about these examples of present truth. But I want to give you one quick case study from the Word of God. And it's the Apostle Peter. And we're going to read from Acts chapter 10. <clears throat> so Apostle Peter is praying. He's praying on a rooftop. As he's doing that, this picture here, there is a Gentile called Cornelius, a Roman. I call him Uncle Cornelius. So Cornelius, he has a visitation from an angel and he is told to send for Peter. Now, Peter has Jewish heritage. He has been practising Jew. Even, even here he is, he has been, he's a follower of Jesus. And, and he, he has still holds to some very strong Jewish beliefs. And he's there praying on the roof. And it was about noon. He was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Some would say, it's a bit spooky, but there it is. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared um, impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Okay, here he is. Just picture this. This is really messing with his head. This is so contrary so counter to everything he has known and believed to be true. And, and he's got a God encounter. I pray for more God encounters. I, I pray for you personally, each and every single one of you here today, that you would know what it is to encounter personally God more and more. Because it's in that God encounter that things can happen, things can shift, things are shaped, things are transformed. You're transformed. You're set free. And, and in that place of encounter, he has this vision, the sheet, this sheet coming down. All these unclean animals. No, no, he said, I'll never eat that. I'm Jewish. I follow Jewish religious food laws three times. To Peter's credit, to Peter's credit, after the third time and the sheet was suddenly pulled up, at that very moment, the delegation from Cornelius's house, right, non-Jews, come knocking on the door. 
and they are inviting Peter to come to speak at Cornelius's house. And Peter told them, you know, it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer, everyone say no longer, no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I, come with, I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. What a legend. Hey, let's give it up for the Apostle Peter. Yeah? Because we are standing, we are standing today in this moment. We're standing at... He was so confronted with an alternative way of thinking. And he had an option of like, oh, no, that can't be God. No way. No way can that be God. I have been taught this. My father had been taught this. Like, like generations before had been taught that Jews and Gentiles have nothing to do with each other, that they are unclean. No. He has a God encounter three times. He goes, that's it. Strike three, I'm out. I, I am going to, I'm going to yield to the present truth. That's, I'm going to yield to the present truth. And as a result of that, he went and preached to the household of Cornelius. They, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You, you and I, I don't know, maybe there is someone here and you have got Jewish heritage. For the most part, we're Gentiles. And we are recipients of the gospel and of the, and of the fullness, the fullness of the gospel and, and, the, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because of this moment. This is, our, this is our heritage. This is where it happened first. Something There could be something in your, in your world personally where you shift. You have an opportunity to shift into present truth. You have an opportunity to change your thinking. That is going to affect generations to come. It's going to change not just your lives, your family, the lives of people that you meet. I cannot overstate. I'm Italian. I'm a woman. I can be known for exaggeration. But I cannot overstate how important it is for us in this era, in this era to be prepared to put the knife to sacred cows that are holding us back that has got the, he's got the church in chains, whether you have believed it for decades or not. When if, if we, I tell you what, we're going to have some rude awakenings. You've heard of an awakening? Have you ever heard of an awakening where you have an awakening in God? I'm telling you what, we're in for some rude awakenings. We're going to go, What? Why didn't we see it before? It's there in the Word of God. Why have we, why have we been so deceived? Why did we get it? So, why have I believed that anyway? Why have I believed that I'm Espanol when I'm not? Just because we've been told for decades. And I saw a picture of a waterfall. And this waterfall was crashing with, with, with the sound, the weight of it. And it's a waterfall of revelation that is coming. It's getting poured out. Things are getting revealed that have been hidden and put aside for this time, for this season. And you as a church, you've been a bit on the pointy end because you've started to move into things differently. You've started to challenge status quos. You've started to question, is this the way it should be done just because it's always been done this way? And I believe that there is more to come. There is more to come. And so God, can I have the worship team return, please? And so I want to have this, the spirit of Peter. You know, when I read this story, I have no recollection of the man who denied Christ three times. So he's a totally different bloke, right? Look how gutsy is this? I mean, he ran the risk of being, and I'm sure he was, like misunderstood by his Jewish brothers. You know, I'm sure he upset the apple cart. 
got, you know, Sanhedrin, they they, they weren't impressed with his stuff. And yet there he was. God has shown me. Now he's, you know, because of his apostolic calling, you know, it, I mean, he put theology in place that we are still living in today. I want to be like Peter. It wasn't until, it's like everything, Christians, it's like Jews, the Jews. Jesus came for the Jews, right? Remember, Jesus said that. He said that to, uh, uh, what was her name? I got a blank. There was a woman, remember, he said, you know, don't give the food to the, yeah. He says, I'll just take the crumbs. Yeah, sorry, Phoenician, thank you. That's her. (laughs) Remember, he said, I've come for the house of Israel. I've only come to the house of Israel. And so, you know, these these Christian, these these original disciples, those, those 12, I mean, I mean, that Jewish heritage, Apostle Paul, he had Jewish heritage. And then along comes Peter. And oh, I found out that God loves the Gentiles equally. And they, they have, the Spirit can come upon the Gentiles too. It was huge. I pray for courage for each and every one of you. Because God's going to start to show you things. And I see moments of discussion taking place and of even passionate debate. But we have feared those sort of spaces in the church. We've operated from this like, you know, hierarchical, it's almost like the Pope knows what's best and then the rest just come under, you know, just to be quite my, my clear. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. That, that has been kind of like we've been... We've been kind of afraid. It's been a fear. People who think differently, you know, outliers, not necessarily understood. But we are in a new era. A new era requires us to be upgraded to present truth. Doesn't do away with the truth that we know. Doesn't do away with the truth that we know. When I discovered my DNA, I wasn't dispensing with truth. I'd been lied to. Well, actually, Dad didn't intend to lie, but just got his facts a bit wrong. So, okay, well, down through the, down through the ages, sometimes the facts can get a bit wrong. And then revelation comes, and we will know them by their fruit. Yeah, we will know them by their fruit. Fruit, fruit. I don't know. Does anyone else want to have the spirit of Peter? Yeah, yeah, like God. I don't want to be stiff-necked and stubborn and pride. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to be walking in spiritual pride like I already know. You know, we can... You know, this word binary is so, uh, so loaded these days. Binary, you know, it's got so much sort of like political attachment. But in actual fact, we have been very binary in the church. You know, you're right or you're wrong. I'm right and you're wrong. If you don't believe this, you're not with us. You're either with us or you're for us. You, you know, there's, it's, even, even God said to his people, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. I pray, I pray for the spirit of Peter. I see it already. I see it already in your midst. But I'm seeing it breaking out in a greater fashion. And don't be afraid. Some of you who are in the marketplace or you're in community service, you're positions of authority outside the doors. I see this being applicable in other industries. Don't be afraid to challenge the status quo. Don't be afraid. Actually, I shouldn't say don't be afraid because reality is you do feel afraid when you do this stuff. But don't let your feelings of fear stop you stepping out in faith 
and having a go. And we, because we all have a piece of the puzzle. I know there are some things that I say that aren't necessarily pure 100% unadulterated truth in God because I am an earthen vessel. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 talks about the treasure that's an earthen vessel. Earthen vessels are kind of earthen. That's why we need each other. That's why we need a community because we have the mind of Christ. We, 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 we. Bit of you, bit of that, bit of this. And then the picture starts to, you start hearing people saying the same thing. Ding, ding. You start seeing, even on social media, something jumps out at you. Why is that jumping out at me? Present truth. Present truth. I'd love you all to close your eyes for a moment. And I would love you in this moment just to consider, just to consider, what would you have done if you were Martin Luther? And everything depended on it. I mean, his, his reputation his work, his position. I mean, he ended up getting cancelled. He got cancelled by the Catholic Church. It's a huge price. Look at the reward. Look at the, even down, we're still talking about him. How many hundreds of years later? We're still talking about him. Peter, I, I pray, I pray for an openness a greater openness to divine encounter, things of the spirit, the prophetic realm. It's been a bit dissed for the last 20, 25 years. Kind of a bit scared, but, you know, there was this lie that was uh, kind of spun about, you know, it's not very friendly to those who are seeking and puts people off. And, it's, and in the meantime, they're going in their droves to psychics and clairvoyance your neighbour is probably much more spiritually savvy than you might give them credit for. I hear it. I hear it. Wherever I go, I was at the hairdressers the other day. They're talking about psychic they went to. Be open. Be open to God, the Spirit. So I want you to consider between you and Him, okay? Just have a moment, you and Him. And I, today, I would love you to consider a response. To cross over that line and say, God, whatever it means, whatever it costs, I'm going to be committed to present truth. I'm not going to just be holding on to traditions for the sake of it. I'm not going to... I'm not going to Stiffen my neck and get offended if I'm challenged to consider something new, consider something. And there are some big ones coming, people. Mark my words, there are some big ones coming in that waterfall of revelation. Because when something is revealed, we haven't seen it before. It's like, whoa, we didn't know that. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, is that what it means? I want you to, I want you to consider today Aligning yourself with present truth as we continue on this journey together, as God brings His church into this new era. So yes, I'm going to be like Peter. I'm going to be like Martin Luther. If that's you today, I would love you to indicate and say, yep, count me in. I'm going to, I, I'm, I want you just to raise your hand. Just start with a raise of the hand. You know, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm devoted to being established in present truth. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.